This is a blessed day to be in the uh, in the land of God's living. Amen. Praise God. So much going on in the world, but God is good to his people. Amen. The Bible reads beginning at the 18th verse, Genesis chapter 5. And Jared lived 162 years and begat Enoch. I'm reading from the King James Version. And Jared lived after he begat Enoch 800 years and begat sons and daughters. And all the days of Jared were 962 years and he died. And Enoch lived 60 and 5 years and begat Methuselah. And Enoch walked with God after he begat Methuselah 300 years and begat sons and daughters. Bible said, and all the days of Enoch were 360 and five years. And Enoch walked with God and was not, for God took him. Amen. Father, we thank you today for these, these words that we have been blessed to share. Ask that you will, Lord God, feed us from heaven. And may we leave here different than, when, than what we have come. In Jesus' name, amen. I'm about to hear the word of God. I receive it gladly because God's word will make a difference in my life. You may be seated and I speak unto you life, health, and prosperity. Amen. God bless you today. I shared with you Genesis chapter 5 verses 18 to 24 uh, and certainly we ask that you will pray for us today as we uh, embark upon what I believe is uh, the word that God has for us in this day and in at this time. Amen. Amen. Praise God. I want you to, to remember uh, uh, from these passages of scripture, this theme, it's time to walk the walk. Amen. Amen. It's time to walk the walk. Tell your neighbor that if they don't mind being bothered, tell them it's time for us to walk the walk. Amen. Amen. It speaks specifically to the believer because uh, our relationship with God is always determined by how we live uh, and of course uh, how we live for the Lord and how we live in God. And we've distinguished last week the difference between the two. Amen. Living in God helps us to live for God. Amen. If any man be in Christ. Praise God. We want to live our lives in the Lord. There's a difference in, in us when we live our lives in the Lord. There's a difference. I can't get no help in you already. There's a difference. And the difference is, is not only verbalized, but before it's verbalized, it is visualized. Amen. When you're walking and living your life in the Lord, you're resting in him takes the pressure of trying to live a life that is impossible to live without the Lord's help. I don't know about you, but I need the Lord help to help me live this life. Amen. And then you need the word of God to help you to learn how to live this life. Amen. You know, we forget that we live the life outside of a relationship with God longer than we've lived, in most cases, a life in God. Amen. Amen. That's, that, that fits the criterion of a number of people. Praise God. So we have to learn how to live our new life in the Lord. And this is where the word of God uh, is, uh, it, it, why it is so important. Amen. But in, and once we have confessed 
our relationship with God, then we have to live in the Lord, rest in him, trust in him. And then that makes it easy for us to live for him. Remember, I'm, I'm not mentioning this to be repetitive, but it is important because when we live for God, that means everything about our lives, amen, is specifically focused on him. Amen. I live to live for God. If I don't have him, I have nothing to live for. Say so, amen. I live to live for God. Amen. And of course, somewhere in, your, in a list of what you live for is yourself. But before you get to that, if you have a spouse, you live to please your spouse and then your family. And somewhere, somewhere in there is you. And God wants you that way. He wants you to be the last thing on the list or somewhere at the, at the, at the, lower, at the lower end of the list. The most important thing, if you don't like that, he wants, you to, he wants to be at the very front, the top of the list. Amen. He is number one on your list. You live for him. Amen. Praise God. You live for him. Amen. And for him alone. God is and has been good to us. Am I right about it? I want you to take just a quick uh, second. Don't even take a second. Take half of a second and think about 2016. And you must admit God's been good to you. Everything may not have went as well as you like. There's been some disappointments, right? Amen. Say amen, but God has been good to you. Amen. amen. And the reason why you can say this is because you're looking at me. <laughs> and I'm looking at you. God has been good to you, been good to his people. And his faithfulness and grace is so awesome that God loved us when, uh, when we did not choose to love him. And of course, everybody knows Romans chapter 5 and 8. Amen. And I like the new, uh, the new international version, the NIV, it says, but God demonstrates his love for us in this while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. That's one thing we can always remember. Amen. In the midst of whatever is not working in our lives, when, every, when we have situations where we don't feel loved or we feel alienated and maybe pushed aside, amen, we should remember the fact that uh, God loves us. He loved us before we even knew who he was. Loved us while we were in our worst condition. You know, if anybody can love you when you're at your worst, hallelujah, then thank God it's easier for them to love you when you're doing a little better. But God is not that way. He loves us the same, good or bad. He loves us, amen. It doesn't mean he tolerates our sin and our rejection of him. No, no, no. Uh-uh. That's not what we're talking about. We're talking about God's love is big enough, amen, to look beyond what we are to see us uh, what we can become. Amen. Look at your neighbor and says what you are to become and what you can become is greater than what you are right now. Never get stuck on where you are. You, you live for a God that is a God of greatness. Amen. Where you are, look at your neighbor and say, where I am right now, man, don't, don't, don't mess with me. You don't know where God's going to take me. And you don't know what God's going to do with me. If he does nothing but just make you a better, make you better, a better person, which that's what he can and will do through the word. Amen. The world needs better people. We don't need characters. We need better people. We got enough characters. We got enough personalities. <laughs> We just need better people. Am I right? 
Look at your neighbor and say, I'm a good person. You're all right. You're sitting next to a nice person. Say, I'm a nice person. I really am. Say, I, know, I may not look like it. I know I look like I'm mad, but I'm, a, I'm really a nice person. You can trust me. I'm all right. I'm a nice person. I may look like I am, you know, losing my mind, but I'm all right. <laughs> Amen. Look, and look back at him. So I'm going to trust that you're telling me the truth. Amen. Hallelujah. And because of this, because of God's love for us and demonstrated through the work of Christ on the cross, amen, God uh, should be at the forefront of our lives. Amen. Am I right about it? Amen. Today more than ever, amen, the expression of our relationship between God and or the expression between God and his people can only be revealed by, our, uh, by how we live our life for him. Amen. Your godly life is the only message that will change the way pe people in the world uh, view or think about our God. Your life and walking with God is the difference maker in revealing the God of love. Amen. The God of love. The God that can, that can change life and change lives. He's a God of grace. Amen. And the God of grace wants the world to know he's available to everyone who calls on his name. Amen. Whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Amen. He will not reject anyone that calls on his name looking for a relationship with him. Amen. You know, God just loves us to have a relationship with him to the degree that he went way out there in his, in his purpose and in his desire and offered us Jesus so we could be reconciled through him, through Christ. So there could be no hostility, no gap between us and him. God wants us close to him. I don't know why people are running from the Lord and God's trying, God wants you close to him. It's all right to get close to the Lord. Amen. And the reason why it's all right to get close to the Lord because you need the Lord in days and times like these. Amen. Living without Jesus in this culture, in this day, in this time is a horrible mistake. Say amen. It's a horrible mistake. Amen. Well, preacher, you're trying to make us feel bad if we don't know Jesus. Absolutely. Amen. Because you feel better with him. Amen. It's better with him than without him. Tell your neighbors, better with him than without him. Life cannot be lived successfully without a relationship with the Lord. Amen. He won't reject anyone that calls on him. He won't cast anybody away. Broke down. Out of it. Cast out. Cast down. Lost, I can't get no help in here. And those of us that know that ought to be grateful. Why? Because we came by one of those ways. Am I right about it? We came broken, weary, and worn. That's why you ought to, you ought to want to do all you can for the Lord. I'm ashamed of Christians don't want to do anything for the Lord. It's called the spirit of selfishness. Self-centeredness. It is one of the keys to Satan and why he was expelled from heaven. Amen. He wanted to do what he wants, wanted to do the way he wanted to do it. And it got him so confused he thought he could be like God. You know, when you start making choices in life, be careful. Are you making choices based upon what God wants? Or is it you? Is it you? Amen. Is it you? And when, it, when, and when too much me, I, me, I, particularly I, 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 when you talk and you all, all you talk is I, me, hello, look at your neighbor and say, you got a problem there, buddy. You got a problem. 
got a problem. Amen. It's what I want. It's the way I see it. Hello? You know, when you start complaining and you hear somebody complaining, just start counting your eyes and me. One, two, three. And they say, you know how many times you said I and me? <laughs> Hello? And when you become a child of God, it's no longer you, but him that liveth in you. I'm crucified with Christ. You're dead. Say amen. That's it. Sometimes we need to die a little more to self. Say amen. You need to die to self, to your ways. Amen. Don't bring no more ugly ways into your relationship with the Lord. Ask God to deliver you from them. Because people are watching how you handle life now in comparison to how you were when you were not confessing to be a believer. Is there enough change in your life to demonstrate I have been converted? I am not the same. Amen. Glory to God. Amen. Therefore, we must live according to the Bible. Uh, you know, we uh, read Matthew chapter 5 and verse 13 through 16 and uh, talks about being salt of the earth. And if the salt is lost, the save is good for nothing. Two types of salt. That's a salt that changes the flavor, amen, of, 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 a, of, of a thing, particularly food, preserves, preservatives. Amen. In those days, we're in a refrigeration system, so it preserved food. Amen. Then there's a salt that becomes no good. It speaks of the Dead Sea salt that's used for ex extracting and eradicating weeds. There's a shift from that salt to that salt. We don't want to be Dead Sea salt. Am I right? Amen. We want to be salt that changes uh, things uh, and reflects a change. Amen. In our lives and that change was uh, orchestrated by the Lord. He says, we're the light of the world. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hid. And little, a little light will dispel a whole lot of darkness. Look at your neighbor and say, you're light. Amen. And because you're light, you dispel all darkness. Isn't that wonderful? This is what the Lord said we should be. Praise God. I didn't say that. I'm not smart enough to have said that. He said it to us. Isn't that wonderful? And then he comes back and says in the 16th verse, let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works. Amen. Paul said in Ephesians 2 and 10 that God saved us that we might do good works. Praise God. So let them see your good works. He didn't say let them see you, your character, but your good works. And what would they do when they see the good works of God in your life and the good works that you do because of what God has done in your life. He says, and they will glorify your father, which is in heaven. I love this word glorify because this word glorify is a Greek word doxatzo. And doxatzo means to render esteem and make glorious. It is full honor and to be a person that magnifies the Lord. One thing we always want to do, we want to always bring glory to God. In everything we do, whether we eat or drink, do it all to the glory of God. We want to always bring glory to God. You are raised up to glorify the Lord, to bring him glory and honor. Amen. To the degree that when people see you, they start glorifying God. Takes away from the fact, I did it. I sung it. I preached it. I made it happen. No, God deserves all the glory. Amen. All the glory. And one thing the believer must always remember and must be conscious of. If, if what, I'm, what I'm doing, is it glorifying the Lord? Does it bring him all the glory? 
and all the honor. That's the goal, amen, in our life in the Lord. Somebody say amen. amen. In our life in the Lord. Praise God. Glory to God. That's our goal, to glorify God. You, you, you'll live life of complete submission to the will and ways of God will bring glory to him and reveal and reveals a life of change that will influence others, amen, to want to live for him. Isn't that wonderful? Amen. The, the more glory you, you, that you submit to God will, will influence others who want to live for him. Amen. Isn't that wonderful? The way I live my life can have an influence. You know, everybody influences somebody. Am I right about it? Everybody has somebody that, you know, they, they kind of trust you. And am I right about it? You, you, you are there. You're their little leader, you know. In one sense, you know, you just lead them around. You may not have but one or two people that you influence. You know, they think well of you. Amen. That's a good thing to one degree. But it makes you really responsible, Mother A.G. I mean, if you got somebody that really has some, that has some confidence in you, and I pray that it is spiritual and not natural, if the only reason they have confidence in you is from a natural perspective, then you're not really letting your light shine you're not really being salt amen because you know you can't live up to that you can't live up to that that to that level where that influence can uh, remain and grow in the natural you will you will always disappoint somebody say amen no matter how hard you try you will always disappoint somebody you may not mean to do so it may not be malicious but you will praise god you will always disappoint someone Amen. And that's why if you've ever been disappointed, amen, well, uh, your confidence should have not been so much in them, but maybe the Jesus in them. They may, they may in one sense, you know, disappoint you, but the Jesus in them lets you know that they didn't mean that. Am I right about it? They're good people. Am I right about it? Praise God. And they wouldn't do anything to do anything to hurt or to harm or to break that relationship. Isn't that wonderful? Yeah. So that influence to have their watching and they're guarding it because they know it's possible I could disappoint you, but I don't mean to. Am I right about it? No one's perfect and no one can please everybody. Say amen. You know, I don't care how long you've been married. Amen. You cannot always please your spouse. You try. Am I right about it? Amen, and, 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 and neither can uh, you always please anybody else. Everybody else, it's just not possible. Amen, am I right about it? Amen, you try to please them. You try to do what's right. Am I right? But two things affect that. Amen, the level of what it takes to please them. And some people are hard to please. <laughs> am I right about it? I don't care what you do. It's just hard to please. Say, am I right about it? And then sometimes you just don't have it in you. You don't have it in you to be able to uh, offer all that a person needs to please them. It's just, I, I'm doing my best. I'm tapped out. <laughs> Say amen. Glory to God. I don't have any more else to do to try to please you. I'm nice to you. I say amen. I treat you right. Amen. I love you. I'm, amen. I'm living for Jesus. Praise God. Uh, you know, can, can, that, can you accept that? Will that work? <laughs> In this culture, I would say that's a lot. Praise God. Am I right about it? Amen. Our walk for God means a lot. Talk back to me now. It must glorify God. It must bring honor to him. And 
and magnify him and also must influence others. Amen. Believers care about that. Real believers care about that. Real believers care about, they care about the needs of others spiritually than they do anything else. Hello. They watch. You know, Paul tells the Colossians, we got to watch how we walk or live our lives. We're going to get to this verse because we are designed to bring the attention to God and to influence how people uh, view him. And we're the only representatives in the earth that can do that. Say amen. We're the only ones. The believer is the only one that can reflect what it means to live for God. Amen. Say amen. That's, a, that's, an entrusted, that's an entrusted blessing that we have. And if that be the case, then God's going to help us. I'm all right about it. God's going to help us. Oh, yes, he is. He's going to help us. So, but we must be conscious of glorifying God. Don't say it if it doesn't glorify God. Don't do it if it doesn't glorify God. Say amen. But if it glorifies God, do it. Amen. Do it. Be glad to do it. If it brings glory and honor to him, if good's going to come out of it, do it. Say amen. Praise God. Let that be the premise of your life. Walk in relationship with the Lord. Praise God. Now let's talk about the text for a minute. And may I, may I, may the Lord blessing, may we get to where we were last, last uh, Sunday. Uh, we talked la uh, last about who in the world was Enoch because in that fifth chapter, the 24th verse, the Bible says, and Enoch walked with God and he was not for God what took him. Amen. Now the Bible tells us about him as we shared last week that he was the son of Jared of the descendants of Seth. Seth was the son of Adam after the death of Abel. Enoch's name means appointed or substitute because he replaces uh, Abel and walks or lives his life, uh, becomes uh, now a descendant of the godly line of Abel. Now, you know, you have to be careful when you read Genesis chapter 4 and 5 because in Genesis chapter 4, you'll see another Enoch there. So there are two Enoch or Enos and that first Enos or Enoch is of uh, the line of Cain. Amen? Of the line of Cain. This Enoch is of the line of Seth. Are y'all listening to me? All right, so there are two there. Amen. And through that other Enoch was born Lamech. Amen. Now that first Enoch you see was the Enoch that was self-centered. Yes, self-centered and selfish because the first thing he started doing was building houses and, and constructing things to himself to glorify himself. Say amen. Amen, y'all. This Enoch that we're talking about in this particular verse is the Enoch who is now the replacement for Abel who, who Cain murdered. This Enoch, amen, is of a godly ancestry. He's of the line of Seth, amen? He's of the line of Seth. Jude 1 and 14 tells us that an Enoch also the seventh from Adam. He was the seventh from Adam. The first Enoch was the third of Cain. All right, so there's a difference between the two. And God makes that distinction in the word of God. The reason we must focus 
on understanding the differences because this particular Enoch has been identified as the one who walked with God. Amen. He walked with God. He was from the godly ancestry of Seth. Now, this sounds like just information, and you're not in Bible study. Amen. You're in church this morning, uh, afternoon. But the important thing to grasp out of this is that your ancestry is important to your relationship with God. What do you mean, preacher? It means mama took you to church. Grandma was a believer. Amen. Are y'all listening to me? And then you have the audacity to get old and says, well, they took me to church so much. When I get old, I'm not going to church anymore. I've heard people say such ridiculous thing. Amen. The reason they took you to church is because they wanted you to live a godly life. They realize what should be the priority of your life lived. It should be the Lord. Amen. You know, in the South, amen, which many of you are from by one way or the other, if not you, it is those, your, 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 your family, amen, your family tree, amen, you know, down there, amen, you went to church. Say amen. It was not an option. Am I right about it? You didn't get up in the morning, amen, and, and, and decide you're going to stay at home while everybody else went to church. If you're going to live in this house, eat at my table, you're going to do what I tell you to do. And we're going to serve the Lord. I don't hear nobody. Would you look at your neighbor and say, why do you let your kids stay at home? Why do you do that? You weren't even raised that way. You weren't raised that way. What's your problem? You weren't raised that way. Well, you know, they're grown. They do what they want to do. They're living in your house. Hello. They're living in your house. For me and my house. Hello, you don't know enough word to realize that you're letting them in one sense. You know, Job was so concerned about his posterity that he offered burnt offerings for them every time they met. He had seven sons and three daughters. And the sons, seven sons, would have, would meet, would gather the family in each of their homes, Mother A.G., from one period of time to another at periods of time, maybe one Sunday with uh, this older son's house and so forth and so on. Are y'all listening to me? And every time they met, Joel would offer burnt offerings for the Bible says for he feared that they might have sinned. Amen. When they gathered together, amen, uh, and met together. That's how conscious you ought to be because you stand as a covering for your family. Amen. Say amen. Yes, when they get to that age, amen, uh, age of accountability, they're on their own. But that doesn't mean that you cannot still cover them with your prayers. As a matter of fact, the reason why many of us are sitting here today is because, amen, we were, we were told you're going to church. Number two, our folks prayed for us. Right. Say amen. It wasn't your prayers in the, near, in the near death accident. The stuff you were doing was deserving of death. But God spared you. For such a time as this, mama's prayers, grandma's prayers covered you while you were out there living a dangerous life. If the devil had his way, he would have killed you knowing what your future possibly could be. But the prayers of the righteous availeth much and availed much over your life. Say amen. It wasn't your, wasn't your prayer to when I prayed. No, the Bible says you regard iniquity in your heart. Psalm 66 and 18, the Lord won't hear you. Amen. Isaiah 59. And there are others. This is just ones that you should be familiar with. 
His sins have separated you from your Lord that he cannot hear you. Are you listening to me? When you do wrong, you separate yourself from God. He never separates himself from you, but he, you separate yourself from him. Amen. Amen. How can he hear you when you're so far away from him through your actions, your behavior, your transgressions? It has somebody else that's closer to him got to pray for you. Amen. Amen. To cover you. Amen. But yet, don't rest on that laurel, Laurel, you know. Well, you go to church, mama, and pray for me. You go to church for me. Uh, you look him in the face and say, now you're tempting God. Now you're making a bad mistake in your thinking, in, your, in, in the way that you are, in the way that you're, you're, under, you're understanding. Your understanding is wrong. I cannot, I can pray for you, but I cannot cover you enough that if you leave this planet without Jesus, then you'll never be with the Lord in eternity. Amen. You have been listening to Bishop Joseph L. Shannon, Senior Pastor of Greater St. Paul Ministries, the church in the heart of the city with the people of the city in its heart. We invite you to be our guest at our West Campus location, located at 5116 Terrace Drive, Omaha, Nebraska, or at our North Campus location, located at 2123 Miami Street, Omaha, Nebraska. We are one church in two locations. To purchase the full message, please visit our website at www.gspministries.net. If you would like to contact us, our North Campus phone number is 402-341-2231 and our West Campus number is 402 Nine three two four four one five. Be blessed.